a medicine that's popular, effective, and even has a nickname. That's our topic with Dr. John Holberg. Not long ago, it was hard to escape ads for what they called the purple pill. Its commercial name is Prilosec, and that popular drug is part of a class known as proton pump inhibitors, PPIs. They're used to treat acid reflux and other stomach problems. But now there are concerns about long-term use of PPIs, including possible links to kidney disease, osteoporosis, even dementia. Dr. John Holberg is back with us now to talk more about how these purple pills work and what we're learning about them. John, good to have you here. Hi, Tom. Thanks. So they're used to treat things that a lot of people have had experience with, uh, good old-fashioned heartburn. And more serious conditions too, right? Yeah, and all of it boils down to the fact that our stomachs produce hydrochloric acid, and sometimes there's simply too much acid in the stomach, and the stomach, even though it's designed to withstand it, can't, and you can develop things like gastritis or ulcers. And then the other problem is when that hydrochloric acid goes someplace where it doesn't belong, like the esophagus or food tube, um, we can really feel things like heartburn. It really feels like our heart is burning when, in fact, the esophagus is is what's uh, experiencing that. Now, there are a lot of things you can do ranging from Tums or Rolex right, to uh, all the way up to these uh, PPIs. So tell us how they work as opposed to the other drugs you can take. What's happening there is that you're literally stopping the proton, a hydrogen atom, from attaching to chloride to form hydrochloric acid, which is the acid that's in the stomach. So clearly the most potent and sometimes the most effective way of treating these conditions. And and that was seen when these drugs first came out as pretty revolutionary, right? Oh, sure. I mean, it was a breakthrough. If you could really ensure that you could stop acid production, um, you know, for a lot of people, that was a godsend. These drugs have been out for years. They've been out so long. They're actually over-the-counter now and generic. Uh, so they're very popular. How widely used or, or prescribed are they? Oh, they're incredibly widely used. I mean, the minute a drug goes from being prescription to over-the-counter, um, you know, the number of people that are going to use them expands exponentially. And so there are some estimates, something like three billion prescription days, you know, so that, that you know, they do the math and figure yeah. out how many people are taking them on a daily basis. It's, it's really quite a, quite a number. Now there are concerns, and we've seen them over the past few months. First, osteoporosis, kidney disease, and now the latest uh, from Germany news that uh, there may be a connection in patients with dementia. Yeah. So when you've got a medication that's taken by millions of people, things that you may not have noticed at first and things that take years to evolve um, start to you know pique our curiosity. And so now it's important to keep in mind, these are associations. Nothing has been proven yet. So the, okay. you know, in all of these cases, they're saying we need to do these much larger randomized controlled prospective studies, you know, putting people into two groups, watch them over time. So, um, but, you know, I mean, you've got a drug that is stopping the production of acid. So on the one hand, you may not be breaking food down. It might be harder to absorb calcium. Hence, it might be easier to get osteoporosis in the case of okay, women. Right. But in the case of kidneys and brains, there's some thought that these drugs you take by mouth, it's absorbed, goes into the bloodstream, and sent throughout the entire body. It may be crossing the blood-brain barrier and actually getting into the brain. I mean, that was certainly never the intent of these drugs, but something that is very intriguing and, and potentially scary. And the German researchers are, are you know, going so far as to say that people who are over 75 simply shouldn't be taking these medications for fear of uh, causing dementia. Now, for people who get relief from these, and in the interest of full disclosure, I am one of those patients for whom my doctor says, you need to keep taking this. It is doing you some good. Uh, But then you read this and you get very concerned. It's a very effective drug, uh, and it pretty much eliminates symptoms. Should people be concerned about long-term use of them? 
Yeah, I think there's two sort of categories of patients. You've got people who experience periodic heartburn. And there's a reason why these medications are available in 14-pill packages over the counter. You really shouldn't need to take this for more than two weeks. And if you do, you need to consult a clinician and talk about that. However, there are people for you know a variety of reasons and a variety of conditions that are told by their gastroenterologist or their primary care provider that, you know what, you're the kind of person where you just need to be on this indefinitely. And, you know, I think that's, you know, like everything, it's a personalized medicine. You need to have a conversation and weigh the pros and cons and decide if this is right for you. Dr. John Holberg is an associate professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Minnesota and medical director of the Mill City Clinic in Minneapolis. John, thanks for some insight into proton pump inhibitors. My pleasure, Tom. Thank you.